ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد then to continue with Alaqid al the creed compiled by Imam Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi, rahimahullah, with the explanation of Shaykh Salih ibn Fawzan al-Fawzan, hafidhullah ta'ala. Then we reached point number 206. بِأَشْرَاطِ السَّاعَةِ مِنْ خُرُوجِ الدَّجَّالِ And we have iman in the signs of the hour, such as the emergence of the Dajjal. And we have iman, we truly believe, in the signs of the hour, such as the emergence of the Dajjal. Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafizhullah, said, Al-Ashrat, this word Al-Ashrat, is the plural of Sharat, which means an alama, a sign. A Sharat is a sign. A token, outward token, or a sign. And from this, the shurti, the policeman, is called shurtiyan because he wears a badge or a sign upon him. And the ashratu sa'ah, the signs of the hour, are its signs which show that it is soon going to happen. He, the one free of all imperfections, said, فَهَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا السَّاعَةَ أَنْ تَأْتِيَهُمْ بَغْتَهُ فَقَدْ جَاءَ أَشْرَاطُهَا Surah Muhammad, the 47th Surah, Ayah 18. With the explanation, are they awaiting except that the hour comes upon them suddenly? Then its signs have already come. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, commenting upon this ayah, so his saying, فَهَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ meaning, هَلْ يَنْتَذِرُونَ Are they waiting? They are waiting. Just as a side point, if we remember, under point number 58, we had the three different meanings of another, of, no, of another, that it comes with three different meanings. Another illa, looking, if it has illa after it, it means looking at something with the eyes. And if it, ha, if it is another fi, it has a fi after it, then it means reflecting or considering something. And if, as occurs here, it doesn't have 
illa or fi after it, it's just on its own, the word nadar or the verb from that, then it means as here, waiting or halting. So Sheikh Fawzan said, Fahal yanzurun, meaning hal yantadirun, waiting. Are they waiting? And he's saying, Baghtatan, for the hour to come to them, Baghtatan, meaning suddenly or unexpectedly. Baghtatan, suddenly or unexpectedly, Sheikh Fawzan said, No one knows its time. No one knows the time of the last hour except for Allah. He, the one free of all imperfections, said, Thaqulat fissamawati wal ard, la ta'atikum illa baghta. Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayah 187. With the explanation, the hour will be heavy upon the, inha- upon the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth and its knowledge unknown to them. It will not come to you except suddenly and unexpectedly. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, and, J- <coughs> and Jibreel said to the Prophet, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Akhbirni anis sa'ah. Qal mal mas'ulu anha bi'a'lama min as-sa'il. قال أخبرني عن أماراتها قال أن تلد الأمة ربتها وأن ترى الحفاة العرات رعاء الشاء يتطاولون في البنيان He said and Jibreel in the famous hadith of Jibreel Jibreel said to the Prophet وسلم, inform me about the last hour so he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, the one, who has been, the one who is being asked about it does not know any better than the one who is asking. So then he said, then inform me about its signs. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said that the slave girl will give birth to her mistress, the one who will be in charge of her. And that you will see the barefoot, naked, shepherds of sheep competing in constructing tall buildings. The famous hadith of Jibreel reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith number 50. Then Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, And the ulama the scholars have mentioned that the signs of the hour are of three categories. The first category, al-alamatu sughra, are the minor signs. And these have already occurred and finished. And he mentions the second category. Al-alamatul wusta, the intermediate signs, and these continue to appear, like what occurs in our time, from the advancement of industries and means of communication and extraction of the treasures from the earth.
and towns becoming closer to each other. To such an extent, then it is as if the whole world is a single village. <coughs> and the gathering of the Jews in Palestine to await the Dajjal. And as a preparation for the great wars which will occur there. Perhaps the Jews mean the Jews gathering in Palestine to await their Messiah. Who is of course the Dajjal. Hamasihad Dajjal. That's, the, that's the, when he comes. Their Messiah will be the Dajjal. And Sheikh Al-Fawzan mentions the third category. Al-Alamatul Kubra. The major signs with regard to the emergence of the Dajjal and the descent of Isa alayhi salatu wassalam and the emergence of Ya'juj and Ma'juj these two peoples Ya'juj and Ma'juj and the emergence of the Dab the beast and then the rising of the sun from its place of setting. So when one of these occurs, then the rest will follow on quickly in succession. Then Sheikh Fawzan said, and his saying, min khurujid dajjal, such as the emergence of the dajjal. He said, It is the first of the major signs. The emergence of the Dajjal, it is the first of the major signs. Al-Alamatul Kubra. And he, I mean the Dajjal, he is from the Jews. And he will claim Rububiyya. He will claim lordship for himself. And he, he will have along with him Khawariq Shaitaniya. As we had in the in last week, the third category of miraculous things, things that look miraculous, things which are in miraculous events, which are just tricks produced by devils. Khawarik shaitaniya. He will have with him extraordinary phenomena caused by devils. And they will be a trial and a test for the people. He will command the sky and it will rain. And he will command the earth and it will bring out the treasures and the plants which are within it. And the Dajjal is the most severe of fitan. The Dajjal is the most severe of trials. Because many people will be tempted and misled through him. Because of the severity of the trials which he comes with. How severe they are. And he will have with him a Jannah and a Nar. He will have with him a paradise and a fire. And he will proceed over the whole of the earth except for Mecca and al-Madinah.
And this trial will distinguish between the true believer, the mu'min, and the kafir, the unbeliever. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, and he is called Dajjal from Ad-Dajjal. From the word Ad-Dajjal. His name, Ad-Dajjal, or his title, Dajjal, is derived from Ad-Dajjal, which means Al-Kadhib, lying, falsehood, or deception. Because of the great quantity of his lies. And he is called Al-Masih. He's called, obviously, Al-Masih, Ad-Dajjal. So the, that part of his name, Ad-Dajjal, is from his great, the great amount of his lies. And as for the first, the first part, Al-Masih, then Sheikh Fawzan said, is because he proceeds upon the earth, وَيَمْسَحُهَا And he crosses it quickly. From Masaha to mean one who travels very quickly, one who travels upon the earth very quickly. So therefore he is called Al-Masih, one who can travel upon the earth very quickly. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, because of what Allah will have equipped him with from very fast means of transport, which are faster than the wind. Then he mentions a second saying about why he, this, this title, Al-Masih, Second explanation of why he's called Al-Masih. In other words, because the word Al-Masih in the language and the verb Masaha, it, can, it has a number of meanings. And as we can see, all of which can apply, all of these meanings that Sheikh mentions can apply. But the point is, which one is the reason for his name being derived as Al-Masih, his title being Al-Masih. So Sheikh Al-Fawzan mentions the second, he said, or it is said, he is called that because his eye is mamsuha, it's wiped smooth or plain, meaning that he is one-eyed. Because the word, again, the word in the language is used for someone whose eye is flat, or smooth and plain, meaning the eye is not there. And as a side point, Shaykh al-Albani mentions, rahimahullah, in his brief notes, that there are some different narrations with regard to the eye of the Dajjal, which will be not present, it will just be flat. And there's some narrations mentioned the right eye, some mentioned the left eye. Shaykh al-Albani mentions the most authentic report is that which is reported by both al-Bukhari and Muslim, that it will be the right eye. The right eye will be, will be smooth and not present. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, and he is called Masihud, the Messiah of misguidance. The Messiah of misguidance. So the Dajjal will emerge and the Jews will follow him and he will lead them. And by means of him, a great test and trial will occur for the Muslims. And there has been no prophet except that he warned his nation against him. 
and the one who most warned against him was our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because he is the last of the Prophets and his nation is the last of the nations and it is the closest to the time of the Dajjal and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam commanded us after the final tashahhud in the prayer that the Prophet commanded us in the prayer after the last tashahhud that we should seek refuge we should seek Allah's refuge from four things from the punishment of the hellfire and from the punishment of the grave and from the trials of life and death and from the trial of al-Masih al-Dajjal then this hadith as we've had before is reported by Muslim and it's from a hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu who said Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said when one of you finishes the last tashahhud let him seek Allah's refuge from four from the punishment of the fire and from the punishment of the grave and from the trials of life and death and from the evil trial of Al-Masih al-Dajjal Then Shaykh al-Fawzan ta'ala mentioned so he will be a tremendous trial and a great evil. And then Isa alayhi salatu wasalam will descend from the heavens and will kill him at the gate of Lud. I mean Isa alayhi salam he will kill the Dajjal at the gate of Lud. And Allah will re- will relieve the Muslims of him. And then Isa will rule by the law of Islam. For he is a follower of the Prophet ﷺ. Because there is no Prophet after our Prophet. And there is no Sharia. There is no legislated laws after the legislated laws of Islam. There's no revealed laws after the revealed law, the revealed law, the Sharia of Islam. And then in his time, I mean the time of Isa السلام, and then in his time, Ya'juj and Ma'juj will emerge. And they are also a tremendous trial. Allah the Most High said, Surah Al-Anbiya, the 21st Surah, Ayah 96. With the explanation, until when the blockade of Ya'juj and Ma'juj is opened and they rush down from every high place. Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, and they, me Ya'juj and Ma'juj, 
They are a nation from the nations descended, or they're a nation from the nations who are from the descendants of Adam. I mean, they're people, they're humans. A nation from the nations from the descendants of Adam. And they lived in the time of Al-Iskandar, Alexander, Dhul-Qarnayn. Just as a side point, in case someone misunderstands, then Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir mentions in Al-Bidayah wa Nihaya, and likewise in his tafsir, that what is meant here, obviously by Dhul-Qarnayn, and if he, if he is referred to as Sheikh Al-Fawzan, referred to him as Al-Iskandar, Alexander, then what is meant by that is not the later one, not the later and well-known historical figure, Alexander, the Macedonian, the Greek, not that one. It's somebody who lived a long time before him, centuries before him. Dhul-Qarnayn is not Alexander, the Macedonian, who's famous in history. It's someone it's before that. So Shaykh Fawzan said, and they lived, the Ya'juj and Ma'juj, they lived in the time of, of Al-Iskandar, Alexander, Dhul Qarnayn. And he built a great barrier to hold them back. Allah the Most High said, فَمَسْتَ فَمَسْطَاءُوا أَنْ يَظْهَرُوهُ وَمَسْتَطَاءُوا لَهُ نَقْبَةُ Surah Al-Kahf, the 18th Surah, Ayah 97, with the explanation. So they, meaning the Ya'juj and Ma'juj, after the Qarnayn had built the blockade, the great barrier to block them in, so they were not able to climb over it, and they were not able to, tu to tunnel underneath it. That was what Qatada said in explanation of this ayah. They were not able to climb over it, and they were not able to tunnel underneath it. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, I mean, Sheikh Al-Fawzan said the same thing. He said, so they were not able to climb over the wall, and they were not able to pierce it, because of its strength, because it is made of iron, and made extremely strongly. However, when Allah's promise occurs, when Allah's promise happens, then he will level it to the ground. And then they will emerge. And they will cause havoc upon the earth. They will ravage or cause havoc upon the earth. And no one will be able to fight them. And then Allah will destroy them in a single hour. <coughs> 